Hello there. Chatbots and voice assistants are one of the most important tools in today's and especially in tomorrow's world. But who are the people behind them? The people that make them work, the conversation designers. Our special guest today comes from Villanova, just outside Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, United States of America. And this is Eric Cates, the founder of TextChat by JetSense AI. How are you, Eric? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Ron. Thank you. Um, how did you get to conversation design? Well, I have to say, uh, it wasn't something that I was dreaming about in grade school. And for 20 plus years, I've been in the call center industry. Again, not something that I was thinking about doing when I was growing up. It's where I ended up. And over time, after experiencing probably a billion phone calls or so, Uh, in 2013, I decided to jump into the live chat business, you know, and with a live agent answering live chats on your website. So I started a company that answers live chats with human beings for 50 plus colleges and universities. And in around 2014, 2015, I started to hear about these things called chatbots. And I thought to myself, Oh my God, they may put our live chat agents out of business someday. This is something that I should start learning about. And in about 2016, I decided to dive uh, headfirst into the pool and hired a brilliant CTO. And we started out building our chatbot platform. Okay. Um, how can chatbots improve conversions and generate more sales for businesses? You know, it's really interesting. I have a great story about that. So uh, the first chatbot that we built was actually an SMS chatbot, but eventually we evolved to uh, web-based conversational design and, and a chat widget that would pop open into a chatbot. And one of the first projects that we worked on was a radio commercial that the announcer on the radio commercial would tell people to text in to a short code number like 222-333 and they would get a text back with a link to a web form. And that it was a lead gen program for this. It was a school actually to become a certified professional trainer. So when you clicked on the link, you would normally go to a web form. Well, it was a multi-million dollar radio campaign that had been running for years. And we had just built our platform. And I said to the owner of the media buying agency, I have an idea. Why don't we turn that form into a conversation? So instead of just putting, you know, trying to fit your name in the form, it'll just say, hi, can I have your first name? Can I have your last name, et cetera, et cetera. Lo and behold, 64% more people started filling out the form. Wow. And as you can imagine on a multi-million dollar radio campaign to see that kind of increase in conversion was like, oh my God, these things are here to stay. And it was a very exciting moment. Um, they went from like 22% of the people were filling out the form. And then with a conversational interface, Uh, 36% of the people started filling out the form. So the, it was so successful, the company ended up selling their business because of the increase in leads that they got from the conversational interface. 
But why are people um, preferring to talk uh, with a conversational interface and not fill out forms? I think it's, you know, it's just more engaging. It's more interesting. Um, you're being spoon fed instead of asking someone to click here and click there and click here. It's just asking for the information. You're just filling it in. It's much more like you're texting with a friend. Okay. Uh, what's the project or bot that you're most proud of? Maybe this one or something else? No, the, there's really one that will uh, stick in my mind for the rest of my lifetime. So when we started on this endeavor to build our chatbot platform, I had uh, been working in the higher education space for a long time and I became very um, attached to a cause of low socioeconomic status students here in the US and particularly in community colleges I'm not sure, you know, listeners might be aware of this, but in states like California, 70% of students drop out and do not get their associate's degree, which is an alarming number. And the reason for that is uh, these students, you know, no one else in their family went to college before. They are really a community college because they don't know where to go after high school. So I, this was something I was passionate about. I became close friends with the top uh, higher education researcher at the U UCLA, University of California, Los Angeles. And I was telling her about the chatbot platform that we were building and we can build SMS chatbots. And we designed a study to help these low socioeconomic status students get financial aid, which is a very difficult thing to do here in the US, even if you're you know, your whole family went to college to even go through the financial aid process is very difficult. So we built an SMS chatbot that would text these students and have a conversation with them and help them through the financial aid process. So we had about a thousand students in the study. And, you know, when the study was completed, the results were that the low socioeconomic status students in our study using this conversational chatbot via SMS um, got 20% more financial aid than their non-low socioeconomic status peers. So I, it really brought a tear to my eye that I, that I helped over a thousand people with a conversational interface get more financial aid and stay in college. That's an amazing story. Um, what's the one thing that every chatbot must have in your opinion? You know, I think, and you might not like this answer so much, but um, you know, Europe and the rest of the world, the Middle East is much further along than us in chatbot development here in the US. Further, okay. A yeah, much further along. And actually a lot of the cues we get for building our platform I'm looking around the world to see what the rest of the world is doing. Even on your, even on your podcast, I'm seeing some things. And um, I think still there needs to be a human safety valve because what we don't want to do is frustrate a customer. And if what I can call sometimes in a conversational interface, wrong answer, hell, where if the chatbot keeps coming back with the wrong answer, if you know you don't want to disappoint a customer, you want to have that safety valve to go to a human. Now, 
over time, this won't be as important, but I think still today, whenever you're designing a conversational interface, you still really need to have that safety valve of being able to transfer to a human being if necessary. Okay, what's the secret sauce, so to speak, of building a good sales chatbot? Again, it's, um, you know, first of all, you have to ask the right questions. But, you know, I'm going to fall back to this. And it, it is kind of, you know, still that capability of transferring to a human because at the end of the day, um, no one is going to sell, especially a higher price product as well as a human being. That doesn't mean chatbots aren't going to get there someday in the next five or 10 years that may be as good as a human being. But also what we're finding is um, conversational interfaces, I say chatbots, um, you know, are really, really valuable with supporting someone. So, you know, I think there, there needs to be a fine distinction between when is it right for a conversational interface in a sales experience and when is it right to transfer to a human being? Yeah, maybe it can bring you the customer when he's really in market and engaged and loving your brand, like do the first two steps and bring you the, the sales representative, the, the customer in much bigger, much better state than if you had to start it from scratch. Absolutely. You know, it, it starts that engagement. Mm -hmm. um, what is the funniest or the most awkward thing that happened to you while designing uh, chatbots? Um, I think, you know, some of the funniest things are, are when you're training a chatbot is the different types of things that, you know, it might come out and say to someone and just totally out of left field. Um, I, you know, I would say the most interesting thing though is that really that increase in conversion that we saw. I mean, that was mind blowing, you know, in marketing in general, if you see a 5% increase or a 10% increase to see a 64% increase in conversion was like, oh my God, why isn't everyone doing this? Do you have any other like examples of like uh, increasing percentage of conversion that you saw in uh, various projects? Yeah, I mean, one thing that we, um, we actually built a HIPAA compliant, I'm not sure if you're familiar with HIPAA, but that is our healthcare mm. um, regulations here. We actually built one that recommends incontinence supplies to people. So people that are having problems um, were able to use the chatbot and we saw uh, about a 27% increase over people signing up to get these supplies versus filling out a, a form on a web where they had to go through a lengthy process because it was conversational, they were much uh, more apt to try a new product. Okay. Uh, if somebody wants to get into conversational AI, what tips can you give them? I would say it depends what you want to get into conversational AI for. If you want to get in to build avatars and, you know, be in Hollywood and social media or help someone and, you know, instill personality. I mean, that's one area I'm more focused on the business side of the world. And I think that um, one of the most important things is that what you're designing make sure that it is saving the customer and the business time. 
That's something that that is really the underlying why of our company, JetSense AI, why it exists is to give both our clients and their customers their time back. When we're time is really our only non-renewable resource. And if you can use a conversational interface to make someone's life more efficient, then you've given a gift to the world. And I think that's very important. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you about the elevator pitch of Jetsense, and uh, I think you just gave me one. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to, to add about uh, TextChat? Well, so TextChat is actually a product that uh, we created by accident, and it is our flagship product. It's a very simple chatbot, but it's the first that I'm aware of that is able to take a chatbot conversation and transfer it to a text message. Mm. And so when that there's a point in the conversation when someone wants to speak with a human being, it sends a text message to you, you click on a link and then you're in a conversation with the person after the chatbot. So um, that's really been an incredible innovation in that most live, in fact, all live chat platforms that are out there require you to either be logged into your computer to respond or you need to be on a mobile app. Well, we've converted it to a text message and it's a really cool feature. We built it for ourselves because we weren't able to answer our own live chats on our website. And now it, the text message goes to several people and if they want to talk to a human, Whoever clicks on the link first is in the conversation with the human. And we get every live chat now. It's been an unbelievable innovation. We've given it um, to, I don't know, we probably have 60 or 70 small businesses using it now. And wow. every single one of them have used live chat before and they were never able to answer their text messages. I mean, they were never able to answer their live chats on their website. And now they're answering them all and increasing sales by, you know, some of them answer 50, 50% uh, of their text chats turn into sales. Wow. That's a mind boggling numbers. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, Eric Cades, the founder of TextChat uh, in Jetsons.ai. Thanks so much for being with us. You're welcome. My pleasure. And for everybody watching, go check out CocoHub. AI, where we bring chatbots to life and give you all the tools, knowledge, and resources you need to create a human life experience. Take care, Eric. Stay safe. Bye -bye. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.